Good morning and happy Saturday, you guys. It is Amanda and Barron with Kicking Cancer Cares on KSLM Radio, 104.3 FM and 1220 AM. And our sponsor for this first half is Odd Moe's Pizza. He's been with us since the very beginning. Day one. Day one. Huge shout out to Mike from Odd Moe's Pizza. They have five different locations ranging from Canby all the way to West Salem. Uh, actually, all Sussing? the way to McMinnville wow. and oh, Newburgh wow. and, and Tannisport, which is up in the Hillsboro area. And they have amazing <clears throat> options. Uh, you guys, if you want to eat fatty, not fatty, healthy, <laughs> anything, they've got it. So definitely go check it out. I highly recommend the Green Monster Add Chicken Cauliflower Crust. Which was going to get into something here in a second I think you're going to find intriguing. This oh. is our 92nd show. That's how long wow. Mike has been with us. 92 shows. Wow. Which is, thank you again, Mike, for all of your support. Yes, thank you, thank you, Mike. Before we get too deep into the show, we, again, this week, we have a caller on the show. Except, Sarah, are you with us? Yeah, I am. So tell our listeners where you're calling from. Uh, I'm calling from Excelsior, Minnesota. Minnesota. <laughs> and where, yes, yes. where exactly <laughs> is Excelsior? If someone were trying to find that on a map, where are you at in relationship to Minnesota? Um, you would find, if you would find the main, the Twin Cities, Minneapolis, St. Paul, we are about 30 to 45 minutes south of them. Okay. And uh, I do remember reading somewhere that Minnesota is the land of 10,000 lakes. Is that fairly accurate? Yes, it is. Wow. I did, I did uh, go find your city, and it looks like you're really close to a lake. Yep. It is, we live right next to Minnetonka Lake. It is the largest lake in Minnesota. Oh, that's cool. Minnetonka. I like yeah, that name. That's a name. <laughs> well, here's the other interesting thing, Amanda. She's calling us from Minnesota. But where were you raised, Sarah? Where'd you grow up? Uh, I I grew up in Kaiser, Oregon. Oh, so okay. It's a, so you're a local in a sense. <laughs> the local in a sense. I yeah. am, yes. <laughs> well, there was a guest that came on our other show, the ABCs, named Paul. Oh, yeah. So Paul suggested I get a hold of Sarah. Oh, I love it. And Sarah and I connected, and she agreed to come on the show and tell her story. Okay. Well, welcome, Sarah. Well, yeah, I know it's probably not incredibly uh, warm where you're at. It's probably a, a tad bit cold this time of year in Minnesota. Uh, Amanda, do you remember where our caller was from last week? California. Yeah, yeah. San, San Luis Obispo, <laughs> California. Tad bit warmer than where. Yes. Cindy was her name, right? Cindy. Cindy Dolphin. What what, yes. what stuck out for you about Cindy's story? Um, I think the fact that I've never heard of somebody getting four different cancers, yeah. and three of them were breast cancer. Yeah. And it wasn't that her breast cancer had returned. It was that it she had three different kinds Brand new. of breast cancer. Yeah. Not the same. Yeah. And so that was the first time I've ever heard of that. Well, you and I have been doing this show now for 92 episodes. Right. I, right. I had, and I wanted her to clarify that it wasn't metastatic. It was a brand new cancer, which I think is amazing. Yes. Um, that was probably, I've tried to picture myself, I always try to put myself in their shoes. Right. And how defeating to beat a breast cancer and get a whole new one, beat it, and get a whole new, it, I would just, yeah. I'd be waiting for the next one around every corner I yeah. turned. Well, and, and the other piece that 
you didn't mention is it started at 40 years old with lung cancer. Yes. She'd been running marathons, was winded, and they, they took out her entire left lung. That's right. Yes. So, but she said that the right lung compensated. Yep. She, but then seven years later, it comes in the breast, and then seven years later, it's in the breast again. And kind of like what you said about being defeated, on that third time with the breast, fourth cancer, she said, you know what? And I'm going to use her words. She had a bye-bye booby party. <laughs> Those are her words, not mine. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, the other thing I thought was great about her story is... She talked about those drains that they use to get the fluids that are inside your body out. Yes. Mm -hmm. And they have a bulb to collect the fluids, except she invented this little pouch. Yeah, which helps it kind of conceal it, hide it. Yeah. And I went and found it on Amazon. Oh, okay. It's like $10. Oh, so it's really cheap and affordable. Yeah. That's amazing. So that was a great one there. That was. Uh, I think you're going to really, what we've been doing, Sarah, just so you know, I have this magazine that I found some time back. It's a Time magazine. It has 100 disease-fighting foods. We've just been going through it alphabetically, and I think Amanda's going to like today's topic. It's cauliflower. Oh, I love cauliflower. <laughs> uh, this is what I find intriguing is it says there are, there are things called indoles, and they're a mighty antioxidant, and they're found inside of cauliflower. Research continues to reveal that indoles may have a role in preventing... Oh, certain types of cancer, including breast, prostate, and colon cancers. Those are big ones. Big ones, yeah. And they're and it's not just it's it's preventing those cancers. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I think you'll find intriguing is the thing on how how to enjoy cauliflower. And it works a on a green monster pizza you crust. You can use rice cauliflower <laughs> to make pizza crust. Yep. <laughs> and Odmos has the best one. When you told me that, so Baron had brought me this green monster pizza. I know I talk about it all the time. And um, if you set it side by side with a regular pizza crust and cauliflower crust, you cannot tell the difference. And I and I was like you. I was skeptical. Like I was very gonna, skeptical. This is going to taste cruddy <laughs> yes but it wasn't it tasted like crust i, I could i gen, i truly couldn't tell the difference no no and then it put all the veggies on top as a really, really oh healthy my goodness pizza. yes so so cauliflower for the win yeah well the other update for you actually I, two updates one today is josh's celebration of life and just so you know sarah there's kick of cancer tries to support people here in town and there was this gentleman who had he they came to us last may and he had stage four colon cancer. It had left the colon and was starting to get into the liver and the stomach and these other organs. And he didn't like the way the chemo made him feel. So he just said, you know, I'm going to stop doing chemo. And I have this bucket list thing that I want to do. I want to ride a motorcycle from Newport, Oregon to Boston. It's the same, not, the road's the same number the whole way. And we did a fundraiser that raised more than enough money for him to get there. He was able to see lots of their states besides the ones along the road. Unfortunately, he did pass away the end of December, and today is his celebration of life. It is this evening at 6 o'clock, and it is in Sayo. There is an event on Facebook, so if you know Josh and you'd like to go, it is open to the public. Oh, okay. And you can just go to the event and get all the details, right? Yeah. But it's in Sayo where he grew up, or where he's right, where he's at. The other thing I thought you'd find an interesting connection with Cindy, our guest last week. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when Allison Hancock with Breast Friends called into the show? Yeah. So Allison connected with this guy in Denver, Colorado named Bruce. 
Okay. And Bruce has actually commented numerous times. Yeah. Bruce connected me with Cindy. Okay, that's awesome. And Bruce sent me an email a few days ago saying what a great show it was because Bruce listened while Cindy was our guest. Oh, that's awesome. So it all came full circle. Yes, it did. (laughs) Kind of fun. Kind of fun. Well, I'd love to get into... Oh, and one last update for you. Sorry to hold you off there, Sarah. Um, our show, and just so you know, Sarah, you can share our show. It goes to podcasts. We're on all the pl- podcast platforms. Our show, the, the two days after Cindy's show air, had 25 downloads in those two days alone. We are now past 2,700 downloads. And what surprised me, you and I were talking about this before that we started recording, France is the number two. U.S. is number one. France is number two with 48 downloads in France. That's awesome. And 46 downloads in Germany. Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? Well, I think we've tried really hard to get some stories out there that people can relate to in some degree. Well, not even just stories, but I think just your tips and tricks on how to better yourself with your health, what you eat. What like you... cauliflower. Exactly. <laughs> uh, those aren't just uh, to people that are here local. They impact anybody, no matter where you're at. So I think it's awesome that other countries are downloading because it's really good beneficial information. Yeah. Well, I think, I think, I, I hope that people will find inspiration from Sarah's story, and I definitely want to give her time in this half of the show, and if it, if we have to, go into the next half. But um, we didn't forget about you, Sarah, just so you know. <laughs> um, but what I want to do, Sarah, is take take our listeners back to October of 2022, so about a year and a half ago. What was going on in your world, in your life back then, and what were the triggers that there might be a problem? Um, well, moved out to Minnesota in May of 22, so getting a job, getting my kid in school. We're in October. We're only like a month and a half into school or whatever for her, and I had started working for the school district myself, so I was helping out with the daycare system there. Um and just taking on little uh, jobs in the the school to help out as best I can and earn some type of money. Uh, But I started, it was just a random day where I just started getting sick. I started throwing up and having diarrhea, and I thought it was just something I had ate, food poisoning. Um, I had gone to the ER once just to get something to try and keep the nausea under control just because I... Again, thought it was just food food poisoning or something. And then um, within that week, I had been to the ER at least two more times, having the doctors tell me that it was a stomach bug or something. And I was severely dehydrated for at least four days there. I couldn't eat. I couldn't drink water. I couldn't keep anything down or in. I pretty much was living in the bathroom at that point. Wow. I hadn't been able to go to work. Uh, I felt so bad. Uh, The weekend was the same pretty much. I had gone to urgent care to get at least fluids and talk to someone there because something was wrong. I knew something was wrong. This was not a stomach bug. They did every test they could. They said, oh, just try and drink fluids. Here's some anti-nausea medication. Just rest and... How many days, Brian. sorry to interrupt you there, Sarah, how many days 
How many days had you been dealing with this? You said for a while that you were kind of living in the bathroom. How many days had you gone through this? Uh, when I finally got help or finally got stuff figured out, it had been at least 12 days. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Like, And I, I think I can speak for most of the listeners. Like, we've all had something we ate that caused us to have to visit the restroom more than we want to. But that's like a day at max. Yeah, I'm surprised. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not surprised. But I'm surprised that the emergency room that after you coming in so many times in urgent care that they didn't investigate more. Because when you have those symptoms for that long, I mean, even more than just a couple days, yeah, 12, that's a huge 12. indicator something's... Well, and, and I, I I feel bad for you because yeah. 12 days of dealing with that just could that's not have lot. been pleasant at all. Well, take... So jump no, us, ju- it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, jump us forward to early November. It says at that point there's an indication there's a problem, mm-hmm. and you went in. What happened at that point, Sarah? Yep. In November, that was my last ER visit when they finally decided to do a CT scan because they exhausted every other test they could think of. And when they did the CT scan, they found an abnormality with the pancreas, thinking it might have been a birth defect, and they thought it was an annular pancreas. The way that it looked on the images, they thought it was wrapped around the duodenum, the beginning of the small intestine, and they thought that that was hindering it. So we then went into doing an MRI to get a clearer picture of it and come to find out that it was a tumor attached to the back of the pancreas pushing on the duodenum, the beginning of the small intestine. So one thing and that... so then the... go, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. So the next day was when we scheduled an endoscopy where they stick the camera down your throat into your stomach, and then they did a needle biopsy through the uh, lining of the small intestine from the tumor to then figure out what exactly the cells were that was creating this tumor. So what, what, it's because you're on the phone, you didn't see the look on Amanda's face, but um, you mentioned the duodenum or yeah. I, I you can pronounce i probably don't pronounce it correctly <laughs> well what's interesting is yeah. you know several several shows back share uh, amanda shared her own family's story and her son had a very rare pancreatic problem so she knew exactly what you're talking yeah. about yeah well there's a <laughs> yeah. date there's a date i wrote down that will probably go down in your life for a long long time november the 9th 2022 you got a phone call I, yeah, I had not even been discharged from the hospital for 24 hours when I got the phone call because they told me endoscopy results may take two to five days. So I went ahead and they discharged me and I went home and I was doing my normal day. My daughter was at school and about 2.45 in the afternoon on that day, I got a phone call and it was the doctor who did the endoscopy and he had the results back and he said that it was a neuroendocrine cancerous tumor so we're going to have to stop for a second because you just used a word that most of our listeners have no idea what you just said yes i Uh, get that and i and i I, I gotta look on amanda's face well and just because we've told lots of stories and every time we do i always do a little research so i know what neuroendocrine cancer is but why don't you describe it for both Amanda and the rest of the listeners. What exactly is neuroendocrine cancer? 
So everybody has an endocrine system all throughout. There's a whole bunch of cells all throughout your body. And it, they primarily are in the lungs, pancreas, and digestive. And from my information that I have researched and heard from my doctors and everything is it is cells that you're pretty much from day one when you're conceived, the cells are there, they spread throughout your body, and you it's possible for them to be dormant, and then like any cancer, it mutates, and so it is no longer dormant, and the cells then go and infect other cells in the system. And in your case, it infected cells near the pancreas. It did, yes. So the... As they called it, the mothership cells were born from the pancreas and infected a lymph node nearby, and that is where the tumor grew. And the other, the other part of that word, you've got neuro, which is nerves, mm-hmm. and endocrine, which is basically the glands, that, the, the hormones. So it's neuro, nerve, endocrine, and it's controlling your entire body. But yep. there's a lot of cancers that we can do things to prevent, like you can do things to prevent colon cancer. If I heard you correctly, this is um, a, a cell that was probably weird to begin with genetically, sat dormant for 25 or 26 years, and all of a sudden decided to wake up and attach itself to the pancreas. Yep. And then that interesting, Amanda? Yeah. Like it... There's like there was there was really nothing that you did or could have done to stop this from happening. But that's no. a scary area to have cancer. Well, your pancreas. It, it's no joke. Yeah, there's no joke on that pancreas yeah. area. So, uh, so you find this out, and I'm sure that you're in complete shock. How mm-hmm. did your How did your husband and your family take? How did you take the news, and yeah. how did they take the news? Uh, I ended up shutting down. And then uh, I thanked the doctor for calling me. He asked me if I had any questions. I told him, nope. Nope. Not, not right now. <laughs> and he, he gave me the phone number for an oncology department out here. And so I wrote that down on whatever I could find at the time. And, of course, at that point, hang up, crying, uh, call my husband. I ask him when are you going to be home from work? He is a mailman. He worked as a supervisor at a post office out here in the Minnetonka area. And he said, maybe an hour, what's up? And I explained to him that I just got off the phone with the doctor and they gave me the results back. He's like, okay. And I told him about it. He's like, I will be home when I can. I, at this time, it was 3 o'clock. I had to leave to go and get my daughter from preschool. Oh, Lord. So, you, so, so you get the news on the phone at 2.45. You're still trying yep. to psychologically yeah. digest the news, but at 3 o'clock, you go get your daughter. Yep, I got to go get my daughter. Uh, wow. Because <laughs> they charge you if you are late picking them up even by a minute. So I... I call him, I grab my stuff, I get off the phone with him, I get in the car, um, I turn on my Bluetooth stuff because I need to get a hold of my parents, and they're living out there in Oregon at the 
and they're living out in Oregon. Okay. So I had to think of the time difference. I had to think of it was a Wednesday. My mother was working. So she is a nurse, and I'm like, I can't call her while she's at work. Right. So, and I didn't want to call my dad right away just because I wanted to tell both of them at the same time. And so my next best thing is I have a younger sister. I call her. I'm like, hey, I need you to do me a favor. Can you get mom and dad in the same room for me? And she's like, what's up? <laughs> and I told her, I told her she knew it's not often I ask for my parents in the same room at the same time kind of thing. So she was, she was pretty, she was so pretty certain away. something big was going on for you to ask that question. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, um, I, I had told her and I was still on the way to go get my daughter. So I was, I'm stopped at a red light talking to her about it. And I'm like, don't mention anything. Just please make sure that they're there. Let me know when I can give you guys a call. And she said, okay. And so then a couple of hours later, seven o'clock my time was. Five o'clock our time. Mm-hmm. Five o'clock your time. So yep. everybody was home at that point. And I called and they're all, they, they, were concerned, they knew something was up, and they asked. And I told them that, because they had been, I had been giving them updates through all of this from the day I started vomiting all the way up and through my ER visits and stuff. They have always been part of my team. And my mom was ready to jump on a plane my last ER visit, and I had told her no. Let me figure things out. Let me do this on my own. Right. My sister was there holding her back, thankfully there. And I told him at what the doctor had told me, and it was just silence oh, I'm over sure. the phone. I bet. I'm sure. And Those are big next, words in that. My- yeah. Too, that cancer. Yeah. They're, they're serious. Yeah. Well, and I think that we've talked about this before, Sarah, that even if someone doesn't know, has no clue what neuroendocrine cancer is, they don't may not know that first word, but as soon as you hear that cancer word, then your brain exactly. kind of goes into fight or flight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Like, I don't know what the exactly. neuroendocrine part is, but my daughter just said cancer. Yeah. And that, I mean, as a parent, exactly. that would scare the crowd out of me. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, yeah. No parent wants to have their kids tell them, I have cancer. Right, right. How how old were you at that time, Sarah? I was 25 at that time. So imagine, um, I've got got kids that are older than a man, (laughs) you know, older than Sarah, and my my youngest is almost 30, so I can't even imagine my 30-year-old kid calling and saying, you know, here's the news. Well, so... Um, we're, we're running low on time. There's a whole lot more of your story to go. Mm-hmm. But in these last few minutes, you made a decision not to stay in Minnesota. You made a decision to come back to OHSU. Briefly tell us why. We'll pick the rest of that up after the commercial break. Why did you decide to come back to Oregon? Because I did not have insurance out in Minnesota yet. I still had Oregon insurance through my mom and at, through the OHP insurance out there. Oh, yeah. Financially, that was the best decision. Oh, yeah. Well, if you don't have insurance to try to even tackle something like that, it would have bankrupt you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know that 
And for those that are listening, uh, Sarah's to about December of 2022, and there's still a lot more of your story, Sarah. So we're going to pick that up after the commercial break. Uh, but we, I, I just want to go on record as thanking Mike Seblet for all he's done over the yes. last. This is our 92nd show. Mike has supported me, and we're going to go more into that in the second half, but Mike has supported this organization since 2020, mm-hmm. and with a fundraising idea that we'll talk about. But, um, you know, just again, if if you live in Salem, there are four locations. There's one in Kaiser, one on Lancaster, one out south on Commercial, and then one in West Salem. There's also four locations outside of town, Canby, Newburgh, McMinnville, and the Hillsborough area. If you, if you don't have plans... They've got pizza, they've got pasta, they've got salads. Uh, tomorrow is our board meeting. It's a big working board meeting, and we have it at 1 o'clock. And I'm going to provide lunch for my board from Odmos. Why, oh, wow. why would I not go to Odmos to get my board lunch, right, Amanda? Uh, yes, absolutely. They even have like a taco-style pizza also. Oh, you had me a like, taco. Right? <laughs> they call it the Big Juan, I think. It's taco meat, mozzarella cheese, lettuce, black olives, fresh tomatoes, green onions, cheddar cheese, and there's uh, like a sauce, a south southern sauce. Mm-hmm. Such good. And then the bull rider, which is like a barbecue chicken one. Oh, it's to die for. So you guys definitely go check out Odmo's Pizza. Get you some pizza, some wings, some salad, some dessert even. And, no, and Brenda, I'm not going to botch the name just, this time. And just, just for Amanda, order, order potato poppers. Oh, yeah. The potato poppers are phenomenal. Okay, <laughs> you guys, we'll be right back after these messages. Stay tuned.